Hello and welcome back to the Replatform podcast. It's myself, James, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Paul Rogers. Hello, Paul. What are you up to, mate? Um, I am getting ready to do another podcast. This is our second one of the morning, um, and it's re- yeah, really looking forward to this one. Um, how about you? What are you up to? Um, apart from this podcast, I'm doing a, a kind of lazy mixed day of DIY and trying to work out what to do to sort out my own uh, website, which is yeah, in desperate need of a facelift. So yeah, ni- nice, uh, a nice day ahead. Um, so let's let's set the scene f- uh, for everyone listening about what we're going to talk about today. So. The, the kind of broad rambling topic that we come up with is vendor selection for e-commerce platforms and the, the platform ecosystem. So this is about looking at the fact that there's a common challenge in a lot of businesses and e-commerce teams in terms of vendor selection, not just about the platform technology, whether you're choosing like a, a Magento or a big commerce or a Shopify or, you know, API headless, an API solution like e-commerce tools, but more about all of the different technology pieces that you need to, to bring in in order to deliver on your kind of business strategy. So that might be PIMS or, or marketing automation tools or, you know, AR, VR, whatever it might be. And knowing and understanding the different technologies that are out there, um, how different um, tech vendors compare, what the pros and cons are, you know, how you go about shortlisting, how you do the selections. It's so it's a real challenge, like picking the the main platforms are, but picking all the other technology you need to deliver on your business strategy and growth plans can be quite disorientating for people. So we are speaking today to Fergal, Fergal O'Malane, who's the CEO and co-founder of Validify, which is a vendor management platform. It's really interesting, actually, because the, the aim of it is, is to give um, people the tools to be able to source, evaluate and manage the procurement um, piece. So it's a really interesting uh, um, offering in the market. Uh, and the, the key selling point on, on um, Validify's website is reduce the time, stress and risk of technology selection so you can focus on growth, which I really, really like because one of the things that slows businesses down is spending so much time trying to work out how to select technology if you're not an expert at technology selection instead of looking at how you actually trade the site and grow uh, the revenue. So that's my rambling introduction and scene setting. Uh, Welcome, Fergal, to the podcast. How are you, sir? Thanks, James. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Uh, and appreciate you inviting me onto your podcast today. Oh, well, thanks for taking the time. And I think this is going to be really interesting for the, for people out there listening because this is a common challenge across most businesses. So before we start the questions, just to let you know, I have a special offer for replatform listeners. If you're finding it painful and time-consuming embarking on vendor selection process, Validify is offering a free trial worth £5,000 to any brand, pure play retailer who's currently doing £10 million or plus in turnover. All you've got to do is go to validify.tech, click the login button and select register and use code REPLATFORM21. That's the numbers 21. Find out more about how Validify can help your business on this podcast. Um, let's let's start with your kind of elevator pitch. Can you give people an introduction to yourself uh, and uh, to Validify? You know, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, well, first of all, in terms of myself, I've been, uh, as you probably know, I've been involved in the kind of retail tech, e-commerce, retail space here in uh, the UK for almost more years than I care to mention. Um, and I was a co-founder of a company called Ampliance, which is still a very heavily used digital asset management uh, solution used by hundreds of companies from around the world. Um for managing uh, digital assets and um, content management, headless commerce, that kind of thing. 
So I've been in the space for a long time and, you know, you know, really passionate about retail, retail technology and uh, how it's constantly evolving um, and the kind of shift to online and, you know, unified commerce, et cetera. So when I left uh, Validify, set up, or sorry, when I left Ampliance, I set up Validify really because um, what I was seeing is in, in the marketplace was this growing disconnect between the, the decision makers in these retailers and brands and the growing number of uh, vendors in the ecosystem that, and SaaS technology providers that were uh, in, the, uh, in the kind of marketplace. Uh, and, you know, there was just so much noise out there and I wanted to kind of come up with a solution to help both sides of the equation to connect in a much more efficient way than they currently do. So that was kind of the origins of Validify and started to work with um, brands uh, to help them find the right tech for their businesses. Initially, for the initial period that started out as a bit of a consultancy gig, but then very quickly evolved into a platform where we started to curate the best of breed technologies from around the world, dealing with every requirement that you can imagine. Um, and that, again, has kind of evolved into you know, um, a more complex uh, framework for these businesses to now manage that process of discovery, um, uh, evaluation, and selection of of these technologies. So we, at this point now, you know, we as you described, we're a, we describe ourselves as a vendor management platform, and we're we've indexed nearly, or sorry, actually over eight thousand uh, technologies from around the world, covering everything from Martech to. You know, every you know, e-commerce solutions, recommendations, AR, VR, last mile, etc. Um, and then on top of that, uh, so you know, that's really designed to kind of give um, uh, retailers visibility on on all the available technology, and then we provide them with a very uh, efficient framework to manage the process of selection to make sure that they're selecting the right technology for them and taking the pain uh, and risk out of that process for them yeah and i i think it's such a such an important um process to outsource if you don't have experience of doing it because you can lose a lot of time and lose focus on, on what matters to your business so um thanks for doing that kind of like intro piece what what i'm keen to hear is you know, i talked about in the in the intro here about you know common problems e-commerce teams face generally around replatforming, but what what are the reasons why people come to you and to validify? What are the common challenges that people approach you with? Well, I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges is I think, you know, as um, a lot of the business, the, the brands that we deal with are what we would call mid-market retailers. So they have quite sophisticated digital teams, uh, but they're all very operational and, they every time that they need to uh, search for a solution, it's you know uh, really distracting and time consuming, and they just you know at this point there's so many solutions out there that they don't know where to start, and you know they're being constantly bombarded every single day, and I'm sure people listening to the podcast will kind of relate to the kind of you know constant stream of unsolicited emails and the kind of people trying to phone them up on their mobiles or whatever and trying to, you know, get some airtime with them and stuff like that. And they just, you know, can't possibly kind of deal with that. And then when it comes to them actually looking, uh, when they do come to that point where they're looking for a solution, um, 
you know, they just don't know where to start. So we're really trying to position ourselves as the kind of first port of call for these decision makers when they are ready to kind of embark on a vendor selection process. And um, and these teams, how equipped would you say they are from a, for kind of running these processes? So kind of running an RFP, um, assessing the vendor landscape. You said that, you know, there are kind of like so many different vendors out there now. Um, yeah, what, what what's the average team kind of set up like and how does that, and how uh, equipped would you say they are? Well, to be honest, I would say they're not very well equipped uh, at all, most of them. Uh, when it comes to uh, what technology that they're looking for, I mean, what I would say is, you know, these, you know, this, uh, digital teams and you know, senior decision makers, they really have, you know, they obviously understand what their business challenges are and what their business objectives are, but they're not sure what technology is going to to solve that. So that was one of the things that um, uh, we talked about, James, about in our survey report that a lot of people were talking about replatforming <clears throat> as, you know, a top priority for them as, but as you said, um, you know, in many cases, that's the first thing that they blame, but actually is that's not what the, the solution that they're looking for at all. So, you know, we find that a lot of times they kind of, get it in their head that they need a particular solution and they start going down this rabbit hole. So we help, help them to kind of really step back and think about uh, their, their business challenges and our platform is designed to enable them to actually define, you know, not necessarily talk about, I mean, I need a technical solution or a product solution, but define what their business challenges and surface different technology that can potentially impact that so whether that might be something like they want to improve lifetime value or they want to you know, improve average order value or they want to <clears throat> improve personalization or loyalty within their customer base, those kind of things, and, and start providing them with a, a, a very, you know, framework and a way of getting visibility on technology that can impact those things um, that are relevant to their business, the size of their business, the their business constraints, technical constraints, et cetera. So, so that's kind of, you know, what we kind of are kind of the conversation that we're having is this lack of understanding or anxiety about what is the right solution? Where did they even start on that process? And so we, you know, so it's about, you know, firstly, they're kind of, when they embark on this, they're seeing that there's literally thousands of uh, technologies out there. So they, just don't know how to cut through the, the noise. And also uh, the other thing that we're finding with a lot of these businesses is that they, you know, unless you're an enterprise business where you have a procurement team and you have, you know, actual, you know, teams that manage this process, a lot of these businesses don't have um, uh, preset uh, processes uh, when it comes to vendor selection. Um, so, that really opens them up to a lot of risk when it comes to vendors kind of essentially mis-selling them. So, you know, a lot of these, the, the most successful technology companies in the world, they don't necessarily have the best tech, but they have great salespeople. So you hear that time and time again where, where uh, retailers have been sold a dream and then when they kind of uh, start deploying it, they discover that it's, it's quite a different story. 
Yeah, I've uh, I've definitely seen that with uh, some of the yeah econ vendors and platforms. Um, and what skills do you think? What skills and experience do you think are typically missing um, with these retailers? Um, or do you think it's just a case of they need a certain level of external input um, and kind of a broader uh, view on things? Well, I think on one level, you know, no business could possibly be expected to have visibility on all the technology out there. So that's kind of where we're trying to fit in to help them to make sure that they can access, uh, you know, uh, and have maximum visibility on all the latest technology. But one thing that we find interesting as we're having more and more of these um, engagements around our open innovation process is that uh, sometimes we actually push back and say to them, you know, um, it might help you to kind of do some more or get some input around your architecture because so that's something that we've kind of really discovered on, on many of you know with a lot of businesses that they don't necessarily have a you know a good understanding and the skills within their organization around technical architecture and you know we think that that's you know where is where is how is the information flowing from one system to another? Where is the p- parent data uh, sitting? Where are the gaps in their architecture, etc.? Where are the overlaps? And you know that results in all sorts of problems around siloed data inefficiencies and ultimately a poor customer experience. So sometimes when that happens, we're kind of you know we have we're building up this network of um, independent consultants, etc. That we we can uh, introduce them to to maybe help them with that to kind of map that out before they embark on the vendor selection process. And for for people who, who may have gone through this process in different ways in the past, you know, it's it a common uh, approach is like bringing a big consultancy. Here you go, do a vendor selection piece and get a document at the end of it, and off we go. How how would you explain the difference with with Validify, you know, what, what is different about the, the service you offer? Um, well, I suppose we're, we're nothing like that. I mean, so when, where we get involved is when a business knows that they need to find a solution to a, a problem or a requirement within their business. And we're all about streamlining that process. So we don't really embark on that process with uh, retailers or brands until they have an, a definite need and you know the outcome is they are going to select a vendor for uh, that particular requirement and it's really about shortening that time to decision de-risking that process for them um, and providing them with a framework that allows them to manage that in a, in a much more efficient way and reducing the workload massively for them in terms of gathering all that information, et cetera. So, um, you know, there's really, really practical outcomes when it comes to the, the work that we do. It's like, you know, every single challenge that is set results in these businesses selecting a vendor for whatever requirement it might be. And and um, and also what we're seeing is a, a huge reduction in, in the time to decision to kind of select in that vendor. So on average, it might be two to three months, whereas... Traditionally, a lot of these processes can run on for months and months. 
Yes, and often unnecessarily uh, complicated and, and evaluating like, yeah. 100 data points which aren't meaningful in a selection process. So, yeah, percent speeding things up. Um, I know that when we chatted about uh, what, what's been going on with Validify and where you're going, and, you know, you, we were talking about you know how a service like Validify fits alongside consultancy of you know, projects like I do. I mean, I'm interested to, to hear from you as well. How how do you think it fits with a, the consultant piece, where consultants go to do a project where they they help a uh, client through a, um, a a platform selection process, of which there are lots of different technology touch points. How do you see Validify working alongside the consultant space? Um, well, like I said, you know, we're, we're finding in many cases that we're actually encouraging the clients to, um, engage with uh, consultants around whether it's strategy or architecture, those kind of things before they embark in that process. But in other cases, um, what we're, you know, a lot of times these consultants are brought in, uh, and one of their kind of key remits is to, um, find the right solution and do that uh, technology selection, manage that technology selection process for that particular brand. And e- equally, just like uh, the retail decision makers themselves, those consultants can't possibly uh, be expected to have visibility on all the kind of the growing number of uh, providers out there. So um, we're finding uh, there's a you know keen interest in what we're doing because. It doesn't really. Um, it doesn't really. You know, if anything, it's, it's just facilitating the process and helping them uh, um, in terms of identifying the right technology and also providing them with a framework that they can share with with their clients. You know, their skills and knowledge is still a key requirement. We we're just a tool that can facilitate uh, the consultant. So we're we're seeing more and more uh, that we're working uh, not just directly with clients, but also with, with consultants in the marketplace as well. I've, um, I've had a couple of clients that have worked with you over the years. Um, and I think it's always been the workshops um, where essentially different vendors um, kind of come and uh, do very short presentations. Um, is this your typical client engagement, I guess? And like, how, how do you generally work with different types of retailers and what, and mm-hmm. how does this change as well based on different goals and objectives? No, we, um, I think, you know, those workshops that we did before. So, I mean, our business has evolved a lot. So initially, you know, our premise or kind of initial premise was, okay, there's so much noise out there. There needs to be a kind of trusted third party platform that is housing kind of curated, vetted information and all this tech to enable these business decision makers or consultants or whatever to identify the right tech for whatever their um, project is. And, you know, I think everybody agrees with that premise. Um, And, you know, Validify was always seen as a knowledge expert in the field around innovation and SaaS technology. But... How things have, and you know, and what we would do traditionally was we'd have events and we'd do workshops, like you said, where we'd have certain themes and all the decision makers in brands like Halfords and other kind of organizations would get around the table and we'd showcase a whole load of tech. But even though they were great and really interesting and thought provoking and stuff like that, we still um, weren't necessarily seen as the first protocol or front of mind at that very moment 
when a uh, business decision maker is saying, all right, I need to find a solution for a problem or a business challenge or whatever it might be. Whereas what, how things have evolved over the last uh, 12 months as we've kind of rolled out the open innovation process and this, this end-to-end framework for allowing businesses to manage that process. Every, now, when we're talking to retailers and brands and they see how efficient this process is and um, how kind of you know slick it is, essentially, they, they completely get it now. You know, and, and we're kind of seeing these brands and, and retailers adopting this as their methodology when it comes to vendor selection because it just is such a time saver and, and it delivers so much efficiency around it. Um, so that that's kind of, I suppose, what you're describing there is kind of what we did before, but now very much we're focused on on our, our kind of delivering this framework to kind of help uh, businesses to manage that process. Um, but saying that, we're still doing, you know, we love doing events and activities and we used to do lots of dinners and um, uh, showcases and we still want to do those once um, obviously we get past uh, the pandemic. So, and in the meantime, we've been doing some great reports uh, around different trends and um, and kind of, um, you know, webinars, et cetera, around trends within retail. So, yeah, I really like that um, format, the idea of having like a, because it's a bit like a dragon's den thing, isn't it? Where, um, well, I guess it's not, but just having those kind of like mini pictures. Um, yeah, I, when I have been told about them by clients, I, I really like the idea. Um, what does your typical customer look like? Like what kind of size of retailers do you work with and kind of what feedback have you had against some of these engagements? Um, so uh, we're kind of primarily focused on what we, we describe as mid-market uh, retailers and brands and obviously mid-market can mean different things to different people but so what we see in the kind of uh, kind of smaller SME market is um, these you know obviously there's as you know there's been a load of retailers adopting Shopify because it's an amazing platform in the early stages the more kind of mamas and papas kind of um, retailers within that they can get by very effectively with the um, ecosystem of um, solutions that are in their kind of app store, et cetera. But as businesses grow and suddenly they wake up one morning and they're turning over, you know, 5 million plus, and, you know, they've got, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of uh, customers, things start getting more complex as they move into different territories and they need to kind of start, you know, uh, Kind of engaging with customers on a on a different level, uh, so and they start employing you know digital teams and it gets a lot more granular in terms of those the the org structure and that's kind of the starting point for us where we can facilitate those teams to identify uh, te- uh, the right technology and the other point about the kind of mid market um, so we kind of talk about retailers from say minimum five-minute ter- turnover up to a billion is our kind of sweet spot <clears throat> because a lot of these businesses, they, uh, the decision makers and the, the people in those organizations on the digital teams are very, very operational. So every time that they have to kind of go through a vendor selection process, they're drawn away from the day-to-day operation and it's, and it's time-consuming. And 
a lot of cases, you know, we've heard from these uh, people that, um, you know, it almost puts them off getting started because it, they, they know it's such a headache. And just to kind of draw up a short list of and gather all the information on, say, a bunch of vendors that they think might be a good fit can take weeks every time that they, you know, so that's where we feel that we kind of deliver the most efficiency and value. Like, whereas on the enterprise level, they have procurement teams, they have analysts that do this on a, on a day-to-day basis. That's their, their role is to kind of manage that. But saying, you know, we are, we are speaking to bigger brands like John Lewis and Costa Coffee and other organizations, um, and they can see value in it as well. But our sweet spot definitely is those mid-market brands. Can you um, talk us a little bit through the the uh, the the platform you've built? Because I know one of the points of differentiation is it, it's not just like a a person to person process, but there is a uh, a website that you've built that people can use. Um, what what is a platform? How does it work? You know, is it fully self serve or is it kind of a managed service from the Validify team? Um, so there's a few components to it. Um, there's the database of all the technology, which is obviously really important. So we're we're constantly um, uh, building data and indexing and enriching uh, the data on all these vendors. Like I said, right now we've got about eight thousand indexed, but that's constantly growing. We're up to you know we're enhancing that uh, capability to make sure that we have the most comprehensive, most up-to-date database on all the best breed technologies for consumer brands and retailers. So on, the, on that retail tech side of things. So that's that's definitely a very, very important element of it. And then the other side of it is obviously that framework then to manage that vendor selection process um, quickly and efficiently. Um, so... Um, you know that that is something that is still relatively uh, it, it, it is early stage, uh, but you know even in the short space of time that we've been running it um, this year, the response has been amazing. Everybody just is kind of blown away how efficient it is versus their existing processes. So you know we're very confident that we're on the right path, and now we're just really kind of focused on refining that and. You know, ultimately, we do want this to be as automated and intuitive and as scalable as possible. But uh, you know, we are right now we're we're providing a lot of handholding, and we're providing a managed service layer around that because we want to ultimately ensure ensure everybody has a successful experience when it comes to the platform. But equally, um, we're very much in an iterative test and learn process, so. Every single challenge that we run, we learn something new and it helps us to enhance the platform. And are you able to give us like a, a case study, even if it's anonymized, about where a, a, a business, whether it's an e-commerce business or whatever it might be, has used you to select a technology partner? How, how did they how do they do it? You know, what what time did it what time efficiency did they get from it? Because one of the key things you've talked about as a selling point is reducing procurement cycles. So it'd be useful to get a bit of context of like a specific use case for it. Yeah, sure. Um uh well I think I suppose um 
the a good one would be well an interesting one was um with uh Fenix, for instance uh so they came to us uh normally we look you know to a, a process like this in terms of the kind of publishing a challenge and gathering all the information we 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 kind of say we recommend three to four weeks but they were in a real hurry to get a, a some appointment technology so they only could give us like a, a week to run the process um and um so through the you know they you know how it would work is we have a, a, a brief conversation and call with them to understand what their challenge is we explain to them how to fill out the challenge response on the platform um which they they do and then we'll have another review of that to make sure that um it's all clear um and if there's any kind of gaps in it etc <clears throat> at that point it's then published which the platform kicks in and identifies relevant technology for them based on the challenge based on their criteria based on their the fundamentals of their business and geolocation etc and identified uh, five or six um, potential vendors um, and they all responded uh, within that deadline and uh, Fenex were able to roll that software out in less than a month, which you know they needed to do. But you know, so that's a great example of how we massively accelerated uh, that uh, process for them and took a huge amount of effort in terms of them having to scour the marketplace and gather all that information. So that, that's probably uh, a great, the, the best example in terms of speed to decision um, in terms of uh, the platform right now. Um, and what are some of the like most common requirements or thing or like issues that people are looking to fix? I guess um, that people come to validify with. Like, what types of yeah solutions are people looking for? Yeah, it's interesting. So um, I suppose in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic, there's there was quite a few around appointment setting, queue management for obvious reasons. Um, and then on the other side, on the flips, well, not on the flip side, but what we're also seeing is a lot of these businesses really trying to get their uh, their data sorted out, kind of getting a single view on data in terms of inventory, customer data, product information, all of those kind of things. Because, um, you know, I think they they can see the massive swing to online and how important that data is becoming. And in many cases, they're identifying that the existing systems are just not fit for purpose. And that might be because during the initial lockdowns, et cetera, that their online systems were put under a lot of pressure and they were kind of scrambling to try and keep everything together. And now they're kind of trying to replace it. So we're seeing a lot of inquiries around customer data platforms around product information, uh, digital asset management, um, and kind of inventory management, et cetera. So those things are quite um, high on the agenda right now. And and also, I suppose this is eventually, you know, obviously as there's a massive swing towards um, online, uh, what we're also seeing is that clearly these businesses need to get much more effective around um, customer engagement online and personalization. So 
tools that can really kind of deliver a much better customer experience and, and deliver that kind of, you know, genuine personalization um, online is something that we're seeing a lot of. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I've definitely seen the same trend around some of the um, business systems and people kind of reviewing that side with e-com likely to kind of grow and become a bigger part of their business. Um, do you see, or are there any trends that you think will get bigger going into 2021 that we haven't already talked about or any kind of areas that you think people will invest more time and money into? Uh, definitely. I mean, Right now, I think there is still quite a lot of housekeeping going on in terms of data, et cetera. Um, but I think as we move into 2021, and if you think, you know, a lot of retailers, you know, that maybe multi-channel retailers, obviously with stores in particular, where maybe 20% of their business was online, now they're seeing north of 50. And that's probably going to, they might, they're probably going to retain that going forward. And certainly, Digital has now, you know, become top of the agenda on the boards of all these businesses. So, you know, that means that they really need to up their game big time when it comes to customer engagement online. So, like I said, the, the personalization side of things is obviously going to be a key battleground uh, there. But also the other ones where we kind of see that there's um, there's going to be a lot of activities this unified commerce kind of uh, approach. So kind of really delivering a holistic experience for the customer, no matter where they interact with the brand. And that's something that really everybody needs to be kind of moving towards that direction anyway. The other side of things where we think there's going to be, is a key background and has been, but I think it's going to become more so going forward is around the kind of last mile side of things. So, on that fulfillment, especially if you're selling things that are, you know, somewhat commoditized, how do you differentiate yourself from an Amazon, for instance? And in some cases, one of the best ways to do that is to kind of deliver better customer experience around the last mile. So enabling things like same day delivery, you know, hour slots, if you have stores, enabling ship from store, those kind of things that, you know, really help to kind of, um, you know, engage, keep retain your customers and and keep them loyal to to your brand and also the other side of it is just that whole loyalty thing so you know like i said brands are going to really have to up their game on online to kind of to retain them and you know so tools that can uh, create a more human a human connection online we're seeing a lot of interest in in those and tools that can create and build communities online are also kind of uh, really kind of um, top of the agenda for a, a lot of retailers. And we think that's going to be a trend in, in 2021. Um, quick question on the last mile stuff. So we've um, quite a few of our clients have been looking at that over the last, I guess, like two or three months um, and Harper Concierge and um, Gopher are a couple of solutions that some of our clients have kind of tested and are doing kind of proof of concepts with. Are there any other kind of technology providers or uh, service providers um, that you've seen that you find interesting or impressive in that space? Oh, you're putting me on the spot there. And <laughs> I mean, we have apps, you know, we have dozens of, of really um, amazing uh, providers in that. And it just depends on, um, 
you know, I was actually speaking to a company the other day who is actually bringing their heritage from fast food delivery, where obviously timing is is critical, called Line 10, that is bringing, you know, really interesting technology there to enable uh, ship from store and, um, you know, doing that, you know, at, at kind of within kind of very... Um, specific time slots and ensuring that the goods are delivered in uh, in a good stage as fast as possible whether that's kind of ambient goods or uh, even kind of grocery etc so they're particularly interested one bring seems to be kind of um providing a lot around last mile and are um are growing exceptionally fast but there's there's loads there there's uh, urbits another one which is great in terms of um, same-day delivery and also they're doing a lot around that kind of eco-friendly side of things. So they only have um, uh, kind of people using bikes or using public transport delivering uh, the goods. So that's another one. And PAC is similar as well, where they only have electrical vehicles. So, you know, all of these uh, providers are... um, uh, kind of new to the marketplace and growing like crazy for for obvious reasons and yeah um and that's why we have them on the platform yeah great i've just uh, i've written all of those down and uh, yeah i'm glad i asked that question because i do think that's a really interesting area and um yeah i haven't heard of a number of those so yeah that's great um and in terms of your kind of core categories um so what kind of coverage do you have around some of the kind of key um, areas I guess you, you talked about personalization and then things like search and merchandising you know AR VR AI uh, things like shipping some of the business uh, kind of system areas as well um, yeah like what what's your coverage like and I guess like do you have a lot of different vendors in some of those areas and what are some of the key ones for you well honestly I mean I think you know we have been building up this data for a long time and and we have um, we believe you know, um, strong coverage in pretty much every category um, from obviously the kind of customer acquisition marketing tools right through to, you know, um, AR, VR, business intelligence, artificial intelligence um, uh, solutions, last mile, but equally other areas that, you know, we're seeing on the kind of more back-end operational side of things you know, we we just recently done a, a challenge around uh, product life uh, life cycle um, management and kind of you know so we've got you know we with something that we hadn't really tested the platform for something like that and and it came through with flying colors in terms of generating the right vendors for that particular retailer um, and we're we're we've got challenges around workforce management operational efficiency so. That is ultimately our objective: is to have a platform where it is a one-stop shop for all of these requirements. So it's not we're not all about you know it's not just a a, um, a solution for martech or e-commerce solutions. You know it can cover everything uh, from uh, front end to back end, in-store technology, etc. This whole, the, obviously, the technical, uh, the partner base is actually a critical part to, to the proposition and the value of the service you provide. What is your approach to selecting tech partners? Like, what, do you have set criteria? 
do you do you uh, audit and do uh, um, quality um, like guarantees to you know how do you how do you kind of in, ensure that the the vendors that are in this database are kind of fit for purpose? Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, I, I don't think anybody kind of gives out guarantees these days. But um, the we would so our kind of criteria generally is we're looking for best of breed innovation in all of these different categories and these businesses need to have at least uh, one case study, you know, so they have to have product market fit, at least one uh, case study. And then as they kind of go through, so that's kind of key criteria for being part of our um, wider database. As they come through business challenges, they then go through a much deeper kind of vetting and evaluation process where they they build out a complete profile within the platform um, and that includes things like you know product demo videos so you know we um, we're really doubling down on that in terms of video content so that the, the the retailers and the brands can see exactly how these products work what's the user interface like before they ever engage with these vendors um, and um, so we're kind of at that phase of it we're doing a much deeper dive around uh, the technology to ensure that they're they're fit for purpose and that they are not selling their roadmap and that you know the features that they're talking about are available right now those kind of things so it, it's in phases but the the starting point is that they have product market fit they are identified as a breast breed in their category and they have a, at least one relevant case study Cool. Um, and and what, what about the, the, the roadmap uh, in terms of uh, yeah, where are you going with, with, with Validify? Is it about enhancing the platform for the, the clients or is it about building out the technology partners or both? Um, it's, it's a combination. So there's a few things in the short, like uh, on a continuous basis, it's always going to be about enriching that uh, data set and being kind of the most comprehensive a data set within the kind of consumer brand retail space around retail technology. Um, that's obviously at the kind of uh, foundations of what we do. Um, and then it's about refining that process around vendor um, selection uh, to really kind of help uh, businesses to identify the right tech for there. So there's lots of things that we can do there to really refine that and it's, you know, and make sure that, the results are, you know, as as kind of relevant to that business as, as humanly possible. Um, and then, and you know, and I think that's something that's going to be absolutely kind of keeping us very busy for the next 12 to 18 months. And we do want to then also kind of following on from that to provide more and more kind of vendor management tools for the kind of post-purchase side of things. So once they have deployed technology, enabling them to kind of monitor progress, ensuring that there's a, a record of all the information around that particular um, license so that if there's a change of guard in the business that everybody knows what technology is in their existing tech stack uh, so that there's no overlap and time wasting and, and monitoring the performance of those and, you know, you know reminding them when, that license needs to be re renewed or the contract needs to be reviewed 
because I don't know how many times I've heard retailers, uh, you know, talking about being caught out by a, an auto re- renewal that they completely forgot about, kind of thing. So yeah. um, that's the, so we kind of have ambitions around that as well to kind of really make the platform as sticky and um, useful for uh, decision makers um, for all things to do with their kind of vendor uh, management. I think that's such an important point. Having gone through so many clients where you get a change of, of personnel and somebody who bought in a tool and had the contracts and agreements and license info leaves and there's no handover and the next person comes in and doesn't have a clue who the contact is what the agreement is, what the terms of the agreement are, wh- you know, how long the license period's for, how much it is, does it auto renew? And then you get these random things happening where where somebody hasn't auto hasn't got an auto renew and the license expires and it downgrades to a free and all of a sudden the API connection's lost and a part of the site stops working. So yeah, I think that's a really nice I think it's a really sensible addition and will add value to people. So yeah, interesting to to see where that gets to and how quickly. Yeah. I mean and as we know, there is a, there's a lot of movement, uh, personnel movement in retail. Uh, so that that seems to happen more often than not. Yes, most definitely. Um, cool. That's been um, that's covered all the questions I want to ask. It's been really really interesting. It's it's nice to see like how how quickly the the platforms progress and how how uh, well you built up the the technology database behind it it's you know it's obviously impressive number of of um uh, vendors on there uh, paul was there anything else that, that that we haven't covered that you wanted to get through no i don't think so i think um yeah like really good episode but yeah i really like the service and um yeah it's been a few technologies that i've discovered actually through you working with some of our clients we've done a few we've used retain me across quite a few clients i found that initially via um validify um yeah i really like that product um yeah and i think it's a really good service but yeah really good episode thank you appreciate it um, Fergal, always a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks very much for coming on. And if anybody listening wants to reach out and find out a bit more or even to get a demo of the platform, how do they contact you or Vidalify? Probably the easiest way is just through our website. So that's uh, validify.tech. Um, uh, hopefully there'll be some link there with podcasts. I don't know. I don't know. Some people have a bit of trouble spelling Validify. So it's V-A-L-I-D-I-F-Y. Fantastic. And uh, the, the post on our website will have links to, to, um, to your website, uh, et cetera. Um, well, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, look forward to catching up soon, Fergal. Yeah, brilliant. No, no problem. Thanks for having me and uh, have a great Christmas. And remember, Validify is offering replatform listeners a free trial worth £5,000 to any brand, pure play or retailer that's currently doing £10 million plus in turnover. All you've got to do is go to validify.tech, click the login button, select register, and don't forget to use code REPLATFORM21. And remember, 21 is the numbers 21.